Spielman and Hooley, We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, no band, no cheerleaders, no Brutus. It'll be, un- it'll be unusual, it'll be unique. I don't understand why uh, that's the case with a big old building like that. It seems silly to me that they can't put 10,000 people in there. It seems silly to me that in that gigantic press box, they can only put 30 people. Um, so, you know, we've been through our view of COVID um, before, but that's what it is, and that's what they'll operate with, and it's throughout the Big Ten. Well, I think it's uniform through the Big Ten. That's the main reason for doing it, as opposed to going state, like the NFL goes state by state. Yeah. What did you think? Big Ten football without fans. Uh, it, was, it was a fine. Um, talked to somebody at the Ohio State game this week, mm-hmm. a little frustrated because he had a gator on. Not allowed to wear a gator. You got to wear a mask. What? Not yeah. allowed to wear a gator? No, you have to wear a mask. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No. I think the frustration. So now it's not just you have to have your face and nose covered, but it's how you have it covered. Yes. Yes. What did, was he given any explanation why he can't wear no. a gator? And it wasn't on the email either that he received. So about they have masks to give out to no, the. No, had to walk back to his car. Oh. Okay. The. Uh, All right. I. I for look, a couple things on the, the weekend. I thought the Indiana game was f- phenomenal. Except I blew the call at the end. Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. See, no, I am sure. Okay, see the picture? no, I didn't see the picture. All right, I'll put the picture up for you. You can take a look at it. Well, regardless, it was a phenomenal game. Yeah, and a kid not falling short of the goal. A great line. effort by Michael Penix. Yeah. No, great effort. No, and but the uh, Penn State kid. Oh, not. Yeah, it's the, only, the only way Indiana can I win mean, a game is to score know, a touchdown. Teams, teams practice that, and we saw that in yeah, the NFL with saw, the Lions and Falcons. Well, yeah, but we saw it in the Super Bowl yeah. years ago, or Ahmad Bradshaw. So Todd Gurley, just this weekend, same thing. Tried to stop. His momentum took him into the end zone. and uh, But Ohio State looked okay. Uh, I, you know, it's... it's Just t- okay? It, well, it just tells you how good they are when you win 52-14, to 14, but when you put that receiving core and that quarterback together... Mm-hmm. It's a tough out. I mean, I'll I, say. I mean, Garrett Wilson in, in number eleven. You know his name, uh, Jackson Jig- Smith and Jigba. Yes, thank you. Because you're uh, on the back you're a professional. Zone. That not only that, just the smoothness of yeah, that yeah, kid. Yeah, is a, yeah, it was easy. It was look for it's a freshman and and there you then go right there. Let's take Alave. A look, take a look at that picture of uh, you. Tell me, is the ball out of bounds before he hits the pylon? No, I think the tip of the. What ball are you is, looking at? Of course, it's out of bounds. Before doesn't he hits matter. The pylon. What could, do you mean? He's out of bounds. But the ball could still be over the goal line. It has oh, you to got just me be. The, it just has to be on the front part of the goal line, not the not where it ends, where it begins, where that white stripe yeah, begins. Okay. The front part of that white stripe, not the back. It doesn't have to cross the goal line. It just has to break that just first break plane. plane. You're right. Yeah, you got me there. But I would say that ball is way more out of bounds than it is touching the goal line. Well, so that would I, tell I me that care. when it went out of bounds, it was out of bounds. Great before win by it was Indiana. The goal line. Right call. The right call. Well, I'm never going to give that crew credit. You know that. <laughs> Inconclusive. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was. It was the right call on replay, yeah. I guess. But if you look at if if they nah, anyway, whatever. Penn State's no good. Ah, uh, no, they're no good. They're they're in one of those. They're what about in, Michigan. Eh, we'll get there. We're okay. jumping all over the place. <laughs> Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. You can tell I haven't seen Chris in a while, and he hasn't seen me because we're just jabbering away on multiple topics. Yeah. But uh, first of all, I'm thrilled to see you coming back from the challenging locale that you were in last. It was normal. See, I said that so nicely. I yeah. I would have said it much more harshly in years past. If I weren't paying to be on this show, I probably would have been here Monday morning, but I got in about one AM really and I said eh. You're <laughs> almost you're getting the close to working that damage to my garage door. I feel off. like the guy, the dash and dying guy that got busted has to go back in the working on a chain gang <laughs> watching jitters. Uh no, I had I had a great game and <clears throat> but anyway, a couple things before Get back to the Big Ten because yeah. I, there's a couple things that I, I do want to talk about. That what some couple things that are very frustrating. One was the mask thing that I got to check into that. On. That's crazy. No gators have to wear a surgical mask. I, so I don't know if that means no cloth mask, no ventilator, just no gators, just surgical mask. Let's just wear a hazmat suit. Everybody and, there, yeah, thousand life. of you. Um, here's the big announcement that I have today on Monday night. I um, finished the quest. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm done. I erased it from my phone. 6,005 miles 
for those of you that uh, wonder what that is, I, I don't do it for that. I'm gonna. Well, I'm, 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 I'm applauding though. It's well, thanks. It. That's not a two-time state champion, but it's still something of, I, somewhat of an accomplishment. I didn't applaud very loud. I just applauded. Exactly. <laughs> it's courtesy class. It's like a week of training back in the state championship. Yeah. <laughs> so, boy, I see humility has not entered your house yet. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> since you got this not new at, job, not at this hour. Since you you call yourself the answer yeah. now, uh, not only have you your radio station called that, you've seemed to taken that nickname upon yourself, Bruce the Answer Hooley. I don't think I have, <laughs> but whatever. Feel sure does feel like it, but. Uh, I just wanted to say it because I want to share with the audience what I shared with uh, the vultures and minions about doing that, right? So known as your daughters and their boyfriends. Yeah, and uh, son and daughter, although she's no longer a vulture. She is uh, officially a minion. Yeah, she said, I do. She's a member of the family. <laughs> um, but I thought it was interesting because I didn't think I would – I knew I would – completed i didn't think i'd complete it by the end of october i thought i would actually take my time to do it but i wanted to prove something to myself and i proved a little bit of cost i lost uh various uh nails on my feet mm -hmm. i had two hip injections to make sure that i could finish it with uh, prp shots to get it done platelet rich something oh, yeah replacement i don't know what it is but so blood spinning here's what i did uh to uh a total six thousand five miles mission accomplished i share this only with you only to encourage all of you to set goals that are reachable and challenging don't get discouraged just keep moving forward all of you have great potential and i will enjoy watching and cheering for you all the rest of my life as always trust god and choose to live a life honoring him peace to y'all dad slash chris so fantastic I, I, well, I just want to let them know that if somebody uh, can set a goal that is in a position that I'm in, whether you know I'm in my 50s and I've accomplished uh, certain achievements in my life, N not that anybody else, I just, but I don't stop, right? I want to, I want to constantly challenge myself, mm -hmm. and I want them to understand that. Even if you have long-term goals, don't lose sight of that and stay with it and stay with it and stay with it. And there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days and there's going to be days that you don't want to do something, but you still can achieve it. Just keep working to do it. And so, as always, um, I, I think my actions will always speak louder than my words. I mean, I'm not going to tell them to sit there and set goals and, and watch Netflix 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? Nope. I want them to be able to... Uh, see that I have credibility behind my words and that what I ask them to do, I will do myself. Mm -hmm. And so it was, um, it was, it was kind of cool though. When I, when I hit the 6,000 mile mark, I just stopped for a second and, and just said, all right, what's next? <laughs> Which I don't know yet. I'm still working on a couple things. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be more of a, a mental challenge thing that i do for the next year mm -hmm. but uh i i can't do that again because i don't know physically if i can hold up to do that again so but it was uh it was worth the journey so anyway i wanted to share that with you well i think it's great it makes me think of something i heard on a podcast boy i wish i could remember this uh woman's last name she used to be an nfl agent now she does a really good podcast molly something and uh, she has, she, I was listening to her Dabo Sweeney podcast, and she has a lot of, you know, entertainers and uh, business people. And she talked about in her family, she, they do a, it's called, I, I don't know what it's called, but basically everybody in the family has to do something outside their comfort zone, and they have to commit to doing it for a year, whether it's taking guitar lessons or, right. and the deal is you can't quit. You can change after a year, but you can't quit. The, you know, they do something that stretches them. I like that. That stretched you, and um, I, I congratulate you on doing Thank it. You. I know that you, uh, and Nick congratulates you on doing it, Nick, via Facebook. Thanks, Nick. Nick's happy for you. I'm happy for you. Nick's happy I'm back on the podcast. Everybody is. It's bigger. a much bigger <laughs> show with you here. I'm happy you're back on the uh -huh. podcast. Nice to see you, and it's, uh, you know, let's just put it out there. There's no excuses for you not to be here this coming Monday because you will have the Browns and yes, Raiders in Cleveland. I do. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I won't. Home game, and I'll be home for dinner on Sunday night, which is a 
a rare occasion. But uh, before we get into that, I, I just want to go over the Ohio State game, just some yeah. observations. And why I know that it's a really good team when you win 52-14 to 14 and there's glaring weaknesses on this team right okay. now. Okay, what did you see that's a glaring weakness? And by glaring weakness, uh, I'm holding it to Ohio State standard, not to anybody else's standard. Yeah, there's only one standard this year, and that is, yeah. is it national championship worthy, which means essentially, in my view, is it Clemson worthy? Because now that Jalen Waddell broke his ankle that's, for Alabama. That's sad, because that kid was good, man. Jesus. Alabama has, in my view, no chance of outscoring Clemson or Ohio State. They did before. They had a chance. Uh, you know, if you have a night where you put the ball on the ground a bunch, I think Alabama could hang. But offensively now, you just double cover Devonta Smith. And they yeah. got other guys. But, boy, when you have Waddle and Smith, that's something. Yeah, I just think they'll have somebody step up. And a quarterback is playing. Mac Wilson is playing at a very high level. I've been able to watch Alabama twice so far. And uh, I am i don't know if I agree with you on that yet. I'll see how they respond to the injury. But like Ohio State, Alabama usually has somebody to step up and, and take over. Uh, some of the areas where my concern is was running back. I didn't see those guys break any tackles, not if, not to the standard that I expect Ohio State running backs to be, whether it was Troy Sermon Trey. Or, or Trey Sermon or Master Teague. Um, I ho- wholeheartedly agree. I said Monday uh, Steel Chambers has, it appears, more wiggle, more elusiveness at the point of attack when he gets the ball in a spread attack where you're not like going downhill like you are in the I formation than either one of those two guys. Yeah. And uh, you know, my, my concern is, and I know urban talked about this in the pregame, Joel Clad even said it and they were both wrong because I thought Justin Fields ran the ball way too much. Um, You know, we almost, you go back to Dwayne Haskins where Dwayne Haskins didn't run the ball till he had to run the ball. Mm -hmm. I just don't like him running the ball unless he has to run the ball. And I get that's part of the offense, and I understand. And and I just – that, but he's taking way too many hits. He doesn't need to take those hits to beat Nebraska. He might need to take those hits to beat Clemson, or he might need to take those hits to beat Alabama, Georgia, whoever it may be. But he doesn't need to take those hits against Nebraska, in my Opinion. I thought some of the protections broke down a little bit. I thought there was times, not as bad, not even close to last year, there were times where I thought, and I think Joel mentioned this, and I had it in, we've talked about it, areas of improvement when we were breaking down Ohio State in preseason, he holds the ball, you know, and there's, there's he's, he's got to get rid of the football, and uh, I think he just holds it way too long at times. Not nearly as often as last year. I thought defensively, in my opinion, the run defense is not near what it needs to be. Ah, now, the good things are that they will no doubtly get better. That was the first game, and it was under unusual circumstances, playing in front of zero and nobody. There, were, there wasn't a lot of energy on that team in that game. <clears throat> Nebraska, I thought, had more energy in that game. Ohio State was just superiorly talented, which eventually – Obviously took over the game. Uh, the receiving core by Ohio State is just ridiculous it is. of how good and how deep they are. I thought Justin was just phenomenal. He should have been 21 for 21 without the Alave drop in the end zone. Uh, that you know, And Chris, I'm sure, would tell you that he dropped the ball. He should have had a perfect game. Yeah. He should have been 21 for 21. Yeah. I mean, it's the... But his delivery, uh, his body's changed. He looks better to me. I know he's on a whatever plant-based diet or something, mm-hmm. but he he uh, he was phenomenal. They're a really good team. They just need to shore some things up. And run defense is uh, a little bit of a concern that I have with this team. But that being said, they'll get better. They always get better, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. They'll have a better test this week against Penn State and. Pretty decent quarterback in Clifford. I don't disagree with anything you said until the last statement. <laughs> I don't think Clifford's very good uh, because he had two horrendous interceptions in Indiana. I said. I think he's average. Uh, I think he's average for a Big Ten quarterback. Okay, pretty decent would be right on the cusp of average. How's that? Yeah, well, he's a couple zip codes <laughs> over from pretty decent. 
<laughs> and they lost Noah Kane, their running back, in the Indiana game. So they're down to their third team running back. Uh, I But everything you said about Ohio State is spot on. I was surprised the offensive line wasn't more dominant. I was surprised the defensive line got moved the way they did. But then I thought about it, and what I said uh, Monday was, we're used to seeing them debut against a team they're clearly athletically superior to. Now, they are athletically superior to Nebraska, but not like they would be against an Akron or a Bowling Green. And when you look at Clemson now, you have to remember you're looking at Clemson five games into the season. Yes. So the standard for Clemson should be, they should be better right now. Who struggled against Syracuse. Yeah, they struggled against Syracuse. So uh, it's not... To me, anything to worry about at all, Ohio State is going to get better. My only concern for Ohio State is after this week, they're going to have a long, prolonged period of just dreadful teams that they play. They don't play Minnesota. They don't play Wisconsin. They don't play anybody from the other side. Michigan State. (laughs) They do play Michigan State, unfortunately (laughs) for them, for Michigan State. Uh, Greg Schiano. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's – Ohio State, you know, Nebraska is a kind of a team that you would usually get in a Big Ten opener. Not right. You get them after three non-conference games. So I don't think there's any real problems with Ohio State. Look no. like they're trying to f- kind of figure out some things schematically on defense. I thought the linebackers would make more of an impact in the game than they did. I know everybody's concerned about the tight end being wide open and catching a bunch of balls with Fryermuth coming up this week. They'll figure that out. They're not going to let Fryermuth. Yeah, and beat I th- him. and I think they'll figure out uh they'll figure out a bunch of stuff. And here was a good thing about that game. And um at at the athletic positions, it's not even close. Nebraska can even no. be in the same as you said, they're a couple zip codes away from being in uh, being able to compete with the athletes at the athletic positions. But the good test for Ohio State, and I thought they were humbled a little bit, which is not a bad thing. And again, you're winning still fifty-two to seventeen or whatever the final was. Yep. Was with the athletic positions. Now I call offensive line and defensive line athletic positions mm-hmm. because they are, or yeah. no, skill positions because it takes a lot of skill. To play in there, and and I thought that was a great test for Ohio State, and something where they can improve on, and not just small small people like if they were opening against Florida A and M or whatever Eastern directional school you want to talk about. Yeah. So, a lot of good things can come from that. And the other big news out of the Big Ten was with a Wisconsin quarterback who uh, tested positive for COVID. Yep, Graham Mertz. After I think he just, was twenty of twenty one in their open. I think it's just absolutely. Uh, insane. I think the draconian rule that the Big Ten has for itself because they seem to want to prove that they're the Ivy League in this way or socially aware. Super woke. Super woke, whatever you want to call it. To have that kid sit out 21 days is a a disservice to that kid. Mm -hmm. It's a disservice to Wisconsin. It's a disservice to his teammates. It's a disservice to the fans. It's a disservice to the coach. When every other top-notch league in the world has a different protocol, well, you're we're telling gonna show, this cool. We're going to show our we're gonna show better. We're going to show that we're, we're going to take this serious and you're out 21 days. It's a joke, and I, I wish there was a way for that kid to sue because I think it's a travesty that they're making that kid sit out 21 days. Mm, it's insane. That they're doing that. It's almost like you're being punished yeah. for uh, contracting COVID. It's a joke. It's really frustrating to me because there's no merit behind it. When you have the the the, the billion-dollar sports businesses having protocols set in place that are working, mm-hmm. that seem to be worked, that go the apps and the resources – to make it work, to punish a kid for three weeks is a joke. Can you please explain the logic to me? Yeah, they want to look like they're taking it seriously because you still have a fair amount of Corona bros, as Clay <laughs> Travis has uh, humorously dubbed them. Like the John Solomon, I get Dennis Dodd, his wife's immunocompromised, Pat Forty, Christine Brennan, lots of them out there who just continue to tut-tut-tut everybody on 
COVID, see, shouldn't be playing. Told you. What'd you expect? They delight in I told you so's. While they also tweet about, isn't it wonderful we're playing? I don't understand that. So either. it's just like, pick a side, would you please? Uh, don't you find that just so... I just know that we've gone from, let's take the pressure off the hospitals to, nobody can get this. We don't care about mortality rates going down 85%. Mortality rate going down 85%. Do people still die of it? Yes. But... F- 85% fewer people die from it now than did before, and young people have never been at risk. We don't want to look at the numbers. We don't want to look at the fact they have 70,000 hospitalized college kids, and I think it's no deaths. No, no, two out of 12 million. So we don't want to look at that because, you know, if we can save one person. Here's the thing. We are on, on the record with our respect for but skepticism of, of the over um, – abundance of caution regarding COVID. And so Kevin Warren didn't want to play the season. He was shamed into and forced to play the season by Nebraska's lawsuit and by the president making rapid testing available. So they took away all his excuses. And so now we're punished. So now we're going to play, but we're not going to let this, you know, become a thing. Wisconsin may not play Nebraska this week because their other quarterback has it apparently too. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously, Jack Cohn's injured, so they may not we have a quarterback. We already talked about that the Big Ten, I think, purposely didn't build in. How about this? A bye How about week? if Ohio State hap- this happens to Ohio State? Now, here's the thing: I don't want it to happen to Ohio State, but I think the realistic view is it's a virus. It's a contagious virus. The masks you wear are, in many people's opinions, including the WHO, the New England Journal of Medicine. And the CDC, the masks you wear, do not bulletproof you against getting the virus. You can still get it wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It's more likely than not, more probable than not, that someone on Ohio State is going to get it. And once someone on Ohio State gets it, someone else is going to get it because they're in close proximity. Okay. So if that happens and Ohio State gets hit with it bad, and they have to cancel three games, and they're 5-0, and and they're crushing everyone. They are not eligible for the Big Ten Championship. Oh, if they're not eligible for the Big want. Ten Championship, my question is, can you get in the college football playoff if you're 5-0 and and crushing everyone, and clearly one of the best four teams in the country, but you don't have a championship to validate it? That would be, to me, I don't want it to happen to Ohio State, but it would be an interesting dilemma for Kevin Warren to have to tap dance around because... He seems to want to grab some kind of victory lap on this. And so, Grammers, you will sit. You will sit, Grammers. We don't care about you, Grammers. We don't care that you had a phenomenal debut as a starting quarterback in college. Right. We don't care that uh, other it, young people your age are not dying from this and seem to recover from it quite quickly. And every other human being yeah. in the world... Says after ten days, if you're symptom free and you have two negative tests, you're fine. But we don't even know if these kids have symptoms. That's my point, yeah. Bruce. That's my point. I get COVID tested every week. I think I've mentioned that on this podcast once or ten. Yeah. Okay. My my point is, I talk to the doctor. I'm glad you don't have it, because man, you'd be a caged lion if you had to <sighs> sit out. <sighs> okay. I t- so I t- we, I t- we, no, I don't. I just talk to the. I, I'm just sorry. I just. I'm. Right. You know. I. I'm really doing my best here. I talked to the doctor, and he said, it's, what are you doing here? I got to get tested. Yeah. Do you have symptoms? No. How old are you? 50s. If you had COVID, you'd be sick. That's it. What are you, you're, Tell your company they're wasting time and money. I said, well, my company, you know, they request this, and I honor their request, and it's fine. He said, okay, but they're wasting time and money. You're wasting my time and their money. And he said, what happened was this week, I guess there was a big, because all COVID positives are going up. They're spiking. And so all of a sudden, he's like, they're lined up out the door. Yeah. And he goes, I don't understand. He said, this is just the craziest thing I've ever seen in 30 years of practicing medicine. You know, that, and, and what this, what, the 21-day punishment mm-hmm. 
even if the kid had zero symptoms, he's fine. You go get a, a heart thing to clear him. I'm all about that. But he should be. Why? Why are you punishing him? I COVID is the new leprosy. Why are you punishing? COVID the kid? is the new leprosy. Unclean. Unclean. <laughs> I mean, it's so frustrating to me. And hopefully, it'll end next Tuesday, one way or another. This. Well, it's not going to end next Tuesday, friend. Oh, okay. Check me out from five to seven. I'll yeah, I know you're on the answer. Yeah, yes. thank you very much. You're very good on there, by the way. I love it. <laughs> Am I? Thanks. Anytime I'm in wow, the car, that's high praise. I listen to it. And right. I get the answers from the answer. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's give some people uh, COVID nineteen relief in more ways than one. Not just from our belly aching about it, but for uh, two hundred fifty dollars to each winner drawn from our COVID nineteen nominees. Nominate at SpielmanHooliPodcast at gmail and uh, we will draw again uh, on Monday when Mr. Spielman is back because he will not be here Friday because he'll be headed to Cleveland. So you got one more coming out of that bucket today because you gave me three here. Uh, our winners are Pat, uh, Elisha. Elisha nominated her family. Pat nominated Robert. And Ed nominated his father. Excellent, Ed. And Mr. Spielman hands me uh, Maddie... May nominates Sharla. So that's allowed. And we want to congratulate all our winners. We'll get their uh, notifications out and get their $250 so, in COVID-19 relief. Podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone, can be anyone, anywhere. We can wire them the money. We've had winners in California. We've had winners in Florida. We've had winners everywhere. We've had so, winners around the corner. Yeah. Thank you to CBD. Thank mm-hmm. you to... By the way, you CBD Health Collections and uh, the Answer and Brewers Hooley Show entered into a partnership yesterday. <laughs> Congratulations. I see that. As they will you... not be able to keep it on the shelves now that I'm endorsing it on <laughs> the answer. All, all I got to say is, you're welcome. Again. What do you mean you're welcome? <laughs> you had nothing to do with it. Thanks. Okay. Sorry. Well, I didn't make the connection. You right. made the connection. Do I not get a finder's fee? Uh, sta- uh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. There'll be no finder's fee. Do Hemisphere Coffee real quick. Then I want to get into the Well, products. I want to tell them more about Spielman oh, CBD okay, products. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Excellent. Go ahead. They have a retail store in Granville. Uh, the roll-on, I have had great luck with. They yeah. have gummies, uh, which, you know, are easy to digest. Um, and they are, here's the deal, you're going to be able to find CBD priced across a wide spectrum. Just remember this phrase, you get what you pay for. Exactly. You get what you pay for. If you're buying a product that's aimed to help you medically, you want to buy it from someone who has a background in therapeutics. That's Rick, who was a an executive, the top guy for a British therapeutic company for years in the United States. And... Everything that you buy from Spielman CBD or CBD Health Collections has a QR code where you can get the medical breakdown on it. Independently verified, how they, yeah. How they pull the CBD oil out of the product is crucial because the cheap stuff that you find at gas stations and head shops, they get it out with butane and other things, and then they don't really bother to make sure they get the butane out of it when you put it in your body. Correct. So, yeah, you're getting something labeled CBD, but you might also be getting a lot of stuff that's toxic to your body. So you want to get it medical grade where they put the lab report out there for you to look at. And I've run this by doctor friends of mine and Mm -hmm. chiropractic friends of mine who are uh, into the holistic healing methods. And they vouch for it. And many doctors carry this type of CBD, this brand, the CBD Health Collections brand. So you can find it online, cbdhealthcollections.com or SpielmanCBD. Yeah. uh, I use it, uh, the relaxation part of it for sleeping at night. I've I've had an issue uh, for probably since 1998 about having to fall asleep with the TV on. I'm trying to get out of that. And so... I got I kind of the like, same thing. I listen to a podcast and that puts me keeps uh, it just keeps my mind from thinking about things. Worrying. <laughs> it takes, yeah. keeps my mind from no, I got a lot I'll to, be honest with you from worrying. I'm gonna address that. Great. Somebody gave me a piece of advice last night great. um about worrying in, faith uh, portion of the podcast yeah, at the end. I yeah. will. Uh 
But yeah, thank you. And uh, you can also chase your CBD down with Hemisphere, which Hemisphere I had some this morning. Yeah, so. the CBD uh, under the tongue, it's not, I'll not lie, it's not the greatest tasting stuff ever. Yeah, I'm used to it now. But it's, you know, it's under your tongue for 30 seconds and then it's gone. But it's always great to wash anything down with Hemisphere <laughs> Coffee, Roasters Coffee. <laughs> 15% off when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. And Mr. Spielman has been freshly supplied with uh, Hunter's Blend, House Blend, and probably other They're all varieties. Good, except, yes. except, except Java, Blue, Blue, well, Java Blues. You don't yeah. care for Java no, Blues. No. But you like Jamaica Me Crazy and everything else that you've had. So yeah, it's good. So it's really good. Great people. They partner business and ministry and, together. Yes. Well, they they brought my marriage back together. Because it's touch and go for a while, <laughs> fighting over the hemisphere coffee. It's just that coffee good. Wars. Coffee wars. I'm waiting for TLC you to know, pick that up. The, coffee the, wars. The funny thing is, is like we weren't the, Carrie and I no, weren't the only ones that no. were uh, fighting over hemisphere coffee. No, there which... were many other people emailing the show. It is that good that you want to hoard it. It's so good. So there you go. They've turned my daughters on to coffee. Good enough to hoard. We were a non-coffee household until my daughters started tasting the coffee from Hemisphere. Now they're making coffee all the time. So there well, you one go. One of them uses an air freshener, doesn't she? Yeah. They, she, Katie loves it. When I get your coffee, she wants it in her room over a weekend. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it smells great, and it is great. Yep. And uh, they buy it direct from growers around the world. So Spielman Hooley Podcast. Listeners get 15% off. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right. Uh, what'd you, you mentioned Michigan earlier. What did you think of Michigan? Did you get good. to watch them Saturday night? Yeah, I thought they were good. I thought they were efficient. It's, I mean, the thing about Harbaugh is he, <laughs> he ain't changing, you know? Well, they're supposed to be running this spread with Josh Gaddis, and I was impressed with Joe Milton. Everybody else, like, eh. I thought he, well, he did what he had to do. Yeah, I, I thought mean, Milton was good. Milton I think he good. did what you wanted Jim Harbaugh quarterback to do. I was impressed with their defense again. 24 you know, points, 140 yards rushing to Ibrahim. Yeah, but I think for me, I like watching that game, it was one of those games. Minnesota's a good team. Minnesota, yeah, you would say, good. is better than Nebraska. Right? Yeah, I would yeah, agree with the that. Upper, yeah. upper echelon of the Big Ten. Yeah, I think Minnesota's probably two or three in the West. They're yeah. they're good. They got players. Got their whole good offensive line back. Yep. They're good enough to beat you. Yep. And uh, the Bateman kid and the quarterback's back and all that. But I just think it was a really good, important win for Michigan. And remember, too, that they will improve as the year goes on. I I I was impressed with them, and, and I watched – probably three quarters of that game, I've come to realize that if it's not the Big Ten or Alabama or Clemson, I'm really not watching college football because, it's quite frankly, it's boring Yeah, to me. I totally agree. That's, that's <laughs> all I, I have on my DVR with the YouTube TV. I have all Clemson games, all Alabama games, yeah. all Ohio State games, all Michigan games. Yeah. Those I mean, are the four. And But I like watching – like, I'll watch any Big Ten. Yeah, I'll watch I'll, it. I'll watch the Big Ten because it, it – it, it's just for obvious reasons. It interests me. The other, the ACC, the Big Twelve is just unwatchable for me because it's just my preference. I don't want to see fifty-two to fifty games. I just Not don't want to see it. Let's flag you football. know. And uh, I was, I thought I read a, a tweet by Herbie or Chris Fowler or somebody that. You know they're they're not getting games that aren't even competitive, and that's that's where it is in college football. Doesn't it seem like that? Yeah, that there's there's really I don't know why this maybe it's just a down year, and you have two super teams, and Bama always has a bunch of five stars, but that's just it's a it has the inevitability. I've said it before; it's a stale analogy, but it's true. It has the inevitability this season of Warriors Cavs. Yeah, it's yeah, just like. It's Clemson, Ohio State. Here's the other thing. I think I wonder if you find this interesting. You know how long my game was Sunday, with against the Saints and Panthers. No, Phenomenal. it wasn't on here. No, it was two hours and forty five minutes. Whoa, two hours and forty five minutes compared to four and a half hour games in college football. Yeah, where are they wasting the time in college games? At commercials? No, it's got to be well, some. First of, it. of all, you have longer halftime. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I think it's a twelve-minute half, I believe, in the NFL or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's quick. It's it's really quick. Seems like they go to the studio, they come back, and they're kicking it you off. Know, they, I think they, I think they still stop the clock on first downs in college football. They do inside like a certain number of minutes. I don't yeah. think they do it the whole time. Oh, thank but. goodness. 
But, you know, in college football, because everybody goes, hurry up, we're getting so many more plays, mm -hmm. right? And so many more touchdowns, oh, and you got a yeah. break, and you get to yeah. the point, and yeah. So it's just it's just amazing to me, like two hours and 45 minutes, and it made me wanting more. And it ended on a, uh, the Carolina kicker just missing a 65-yard field goal to tie it. And that wow. Bridgewater took an untimely sack, obviously. He would have been a 56-yarder, which for these guys nowadays, 56 is, you know, like, 56 is the like new, is the old is 45. It, yeah, it, to be honest with you, because I watch these guys, and, and his name is Joey Sly out of Virginia Tech. Uh, he he was hitting from 62 in deep into the net in warm-ups without a rush or the yeah, game or anything yeah. like that. So I figured, you know, from 60, he would have been way good. Yep. And it just just missed the uh, crossbar. So it was a great game. Watching Drew Brees at 41 years of age and as efficient as he is and you know, if you like football and you appreciate talent, just to watch Alvin Kamara. He's so good at everything. He's just a phenomenal player. Uh, and the, the the other thing I love about these NFL guys, Bruce, is the passion that these guys play with. And they play hard and they're so good at what they do. I think that's the biggest difference to me is like when I watch college football and I watch NFL – and, you know, obviously I've been around it my whole life. Mm -hmm. I recognize – and not college football players are really good, right? They're Division One players. They've accomplished something that not many people in this world can accomplish. That's right. But when you get to the NFL, the just the precision and the timing and the quarterback play, that's one thing that the NFL has going for it that I really enjoy is, is outstanding quarterback play. By the way – which is, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's playing out of his mind. Drew Brees at 41 years of age. I just got done yesterday morning uh, watching Tom Brady at 43 mm -hmm. throw for 454 yards. So you watched him against the Raiders? Yes. Okay. So then watching Baker Mayfield, who started out 0 for 5. Yeah, he did. With one interception. Then I think finished 22 for 23 for 297 yards and five touchdowns. And spike, I, and, a spike was his only incompletion. And I, and I was, I mean, I, I, I don't understand why, like, people aren't happy for that kid. And I get it. He, you know, he's got a way of rubbing people the wrong way. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he brings some of it on himself. He does bring it on himself. But, you know, if you're a Browns fan... I mean, you got to be happy for what he was able to do. I was oh, yeah. so happy for the Donovan Peoples-Jones kid. I hate to see uh, any player get hurt. I, I hated to see OBJ get hurt, especially on an interception trying to make a play. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe A.J. Green has something. <laughs> Don't try to make Don't a try play. to make a tackle. That's what happens. <laughs> but see what happens? Yep. But, uh, you know, it's – but for him, for Peoples-Jones to get his opportunity, uh, Higgins is get, is doing really, really well. I'll tell you, though, the two people that they miss, they're going to miss OBJ, but I think you're not going to replace him, but you can put somebody in there and not get hurt, which has already been proven. Now the Bengals aren't the best test, but, you know, still. But they miss Wyatt Teller right now, and they miss Nick Chubb. And Kareem is really good. I mean, Kareem is a poor man's Alvin Kamara, mm -hmm. but when you have a player the caliber of Nick Chubb, uh, they miss him a lot. And the defense is Miles Garrett's playing out of his mind. He has nine sacks. Sheldon Richardson's playing well. Kid named got a little bit of a little bit of a bum I think a bum breakdown was BJ Goodson. He's playing pretty well. Denzel Ward leads the league in PBUs. Mm -hmm. Uh but as a unit, I think they're ranked thirty or thirty first or not very good as yeah, they're a unit. Not good, statistically. But the equalizer is they're they're leading the league in turnovers plus five or plus six in turnovers. So I'm looking forward to it. It's it, And it's going to be a good game because the Raiders can either be really, really good or really, really bad. Do the Raiders run it with Josh Jackson a lot? Will you have another short game? Josh Jacobs? Jacobs uh, is he the brother of Josh Jackson? Or? Uh, he's by another mother. <laughs> he is. Former Ohio State kicker. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Um, hey, you got bigger things to worry about than I'm football. Like, I gotta track the polls and you're all you're all, all about that it. stuff right now. But no, nah, well, interesting that you bring that up. I'm a big fan I'm of Josh Jacobs because he runs through people. Well, he runs mad. But last year, average four point eight yards per carry. 
this year, 3.4 yards per carry, career low, 17 yards on 10 carries against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, so Chucky will want to establish that run against the Browns. Yeah, now, defense. in fairness, you know, they Raiders had the COVID issue, and because there's common sense in the National Football League, all those guys weren't checked out for 21 days. No, they weren't. Gosh. No, they weren't. The uh, Bengals have the Titans. Good luck with that. Titans coming off a loss to the Steelers, and the Steelers play the Ravens on the road, so that will be a knockdown dragout. It's funny. People ask me about the Bengals, and what about the Bengals, Chris? And the only thing I say is they're better than last year. Their record's not indicative of the fact that they're better than last year, but the eye test tells you they're better than last year, and they are on a, a, a youth movement, and so there should be some optimism with the Bengals. Now, they played the Browns really well with minus Joe Mixon, who's a really good player. Yep. Gio Bernard is a nice role player. Samaj P. Ryan is not what he was in college. Nope. And so you had Joe Burrow have to throw it 46 more times or something like that, 400 yards, uh, crucial air. You know, he makes one or two crucial mistakes in crucial times. The the tip ball by Denzel Ward to B.J. Goodson interception was crucial. Yep. The week before, he misread a coverage. But, you know, the thing about him is that uh, he's only getting better and better and just get him a few more pieces and you get some type of defense around him because their defense is in disarray, in my opinion. Uh, they're going – he – there's there's hope and optimism if you're a Bengal fan, in my opinion. Well, not in their opinion. They're very unhappy with uh, the fact that they lost that game. And they should be. They had that game in the bag and didn't get it done. Uh, they are racked by injuries. And if you are, then health insurance is important to you. It's open enrollment time. And auiinfo.com is the resource that you need to avail yourself of so that you can pick the best health insurance. It's a bad time to find out the doctor you want or the hospital you want or the rehab facility you want is not in your plan, and they do change from plan to plan every year. This is the time to have that checked out. Notice I didn't say check it out yourself because that's a frustrating experience, whether it's waiting online for an actual person to take your call or whether it's navigating around a website and unable to find what you want. Let Chrissy and the AUI team do it for you. They're compensated by the health insurance companies, and they can and they can put you with anyone, so they're not pushing a preferred company on you. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com, a great resource also for business owners when you're trying to attract great employees. Benefits are the way to do it, and they will help you get the right benefits for the cost and for the people that make your business special. AUIinfo.com. Carlos Dunlap is very unhappy in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. He's letting everyone know immediately after the game he posted, he said, his house for sale on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he can't wait to get out of town playing 15 inconsequential snaps a game for $11 million a year. When you have a veteran like Dunlap at that salary, you're thin on the defensive line, so you need bodies. They're literally signing guys off the street every week. Do you keep him around because he is a warm body, he knows the defense, or no, he's not interested in because being he's a divisive force on the team? Do you just say, all right, let's eat the money and get him out of here? Yeah, but you can eat the money, but you're also dumping some money too, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I would cut him immediately. I don't need that. We're not going going anywhere. Uh, Gio Bernard, A.J. Green, and Joe Burrow all were staunchly supportive of Zach Taylor, the head coach. Uh, verdict's out for me, I, I think. Yeah, I just it, mean in terms of, their, I mean, they were. It's not like a lot of NFL guys are not shy about, you know, sort of yeah. leaving it at, unanswered. That's Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> How about Boy. that mess? Wow, Andy that's Dalton. Cool. He got, took a cheap shot, but he was not playing well before he took that no. cheap shot. So, I, I only say, I'm not saying Zach can't be a great head coach because he probably will be one day, but I was saying if, if I were named head coach, I would look at him as an offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's coming from position coach to head coach, quarterback coach of the Rams, and I, I like Zach. I just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't. He's got to start winning, just like everybody else. Now, you've been a fan, I think, of Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator, um, 
So take me through what you see on film when the Browns are at midfield with 40 seconds to go and no timeouts, and in two passes, don't know. they're in the end zone and the game is over. And it's the same guy. I'm sorry I don't know his name because that's your, 23. your job. It's the yeah, NFL well, expert. I'll be the sports guy. In Thank this you. Number 23. Mr. The Answer. Cinnamon Toast <laughs> is uh, victimized. Deepest, deepest, Bruce. Is no, I don't understand Turn around! It. No, it's just it doesn't matter. There's nobody in that situation that gets behind you there's it never should ever ever happen nobody never happened i don't understand i i mean i i don't have an answer i see it every week i saw uh tom brady hit scotty miller beating nevin lawson right before half from the 35 yard line and he's running past the guy i i i don't understand why that's even possible maybe well, particularly after it happens with higgins and then it happens again i know i just don't get it but uh yeah, I, and so yeah, I just because I'm a fan of a guy doesn't mean you got to do better. He's got to do better. They have to do better. Well, I'm sure he's. That's not how he coached that. Yeah, right. So we'll see. But I'm excited. I'm excited to do a Browns game. Uh, I I think they are really. Kevin has done a good job of galvanizing that team together. Uh, when you have guys step up with that next man mentality uh, type of attitude. I think they're a good team, and I'm excited for Baker Mayfield. I mean, to start, that says a lot to me, who a guy that was getting a lot of heat and last week during his press conference, which, you know, it, it, he doesn't have to be like that. Where he's, what, what press? What are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah, you remember that last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't get he, it. He's honestly hard to like at times. <laughs> yes. I, I want. I, I mean, he's my quarterback, but he's hard to oh, like. What, are you back on, by the way? Well, I mean, I'm stuck with him. You can't divorce your sports <laughs> loyalties. I blame my brother for raising me a Browns fan. You can quit your business partner. You can get divorced from your spouse. I quit you. you can't quit your yeah. sports team loyalty. You just can't. can't. Quit you. It's always there. Yeah. Um, I, I just want, I, but I want to see him do well. I like, I mean, my whole thing, I want to see everybody have success. And so if somebody gets hurt, I feel bad for the guys. I really do. I don't want to see sure. anybody get hurt, but I, but I really love it when guys come in and get their opportunities to to step up and make plays. And, and Higgins and both Donovan Peoples-Jones have both done that. So since I know the lay of the land up there, tell me, what are you allowed to do? How close are you allowed to get? Are you allowed to go in 76 Lou Groza Boulevard? Do you Zoom everything? What's yeah. your weekend look like? Um, so prep, prep I'll leave, leave late Thursday night. Friday morning, go to practice. And you know that practice shed? Yes. On the other side? Yes. We stand by that. And I can see practice because now if they practice on the fields closest to the practice facility, uh -huh. I'm just wasting my time. Uh, but if they last time we were there, I, I forget what it was, week two or week, I think week three we were there. Uh, they were practicing down by those fields. So I can get what the info that I need to get. And it's important for you and the listeners to know that when I go to practice, I'm only looking to promote positive stuff that I see at practice. I'm not looking to promote anything negative. Like uh, if a guy – like B, the one thing that came out in the Browns game, B.J. Goodson was – first two weeks struggled in coverage. And at that practice, I just watched him and how – uh, he was really working hard on his pass coverage, and I heard a coach yell uh, from somewhere. I don't know what coach it was. That's great coverage, BJ. Just encouraging him, right? Mm -hmm. And he, I think he had an interception a game that I did, or he played. He was playing really well, or had great coverage a couple times. And I just said, you know, it's really good to see this guy really focus on this and practice and it pay off. And that's that's the stuff that I want to to promote. You know, and the NFL guys are better about it because they know that I'm not there to rip them or share inside information or mm -hmm. trade secrets. Uh, but the college guys are so freaking paranoid that it's just it's it's I, I'm, that's why I love doing the NFL. And but like I was at the Saints practice in on last Friday, we were down opposite end of the corner. They were practicing on the other side of the field, and they had their players stand there and i just said got a good view of their back i said you know listen normally i'd be complaining and i get it it's covid and we're not you want to keep us isolated from your team i understand this but you know quite frankly this is a waste of my time it, it really is and, and you know if they were practicing down here 
it'd be okay. But, you know, I, I saw some different things that I was able to use in the broadcast, maybe one or two things. And the, the funny thing was, and this is why I got on the talk back in during the game, Alvin Kamara threw a throwback to Drew Brees. And the thing we were able to report on before or after it happened, because I'll never report on something I see before it happens, that would be totally inappropriate yep. and unprofessional of me, was that Alvin Kamara won a throwing contest in between, like they had a little break. Mm -hmm. So he and the other running backs and another wide receiver, they were competing on who can knock the pylon down from 30 yards away by throwing a ball at it. Well, Alvin Kamara took a toss sweep. Drew Brees ran to the other side. Alvin Kamara threw a 25-yard dime to Drew Brees, who caught it, then threw it down the field. And so we were saying, you know, we know he can throw the ball because, hey, he won 100 bucks betting his buddies on who can knock the pylon down first. And that's kind of the fun stuff yeah. that it makes it worth it. I said, even though I thought it was a complete waste of time, just watching those guys have some fun in between breaks made it worth it, and we were able to report that, which is unique. I mean, that's – that's why I go. That's why I go a day early. That's why I spend a day home just to see these guys have a throwing contest because I think it adds to the broadcast. Definitely. Does that make sense? Yes. One thing before we get into the faith portion, I I saw a headline. I don't even I didn't even read the story. Something about Mike Thomas and being traded. Was that a thing last week in New Orleans? Well, nah, he just got a really. big deal. What's a, up with that? <laughs> He got in a fight in practice, and uh, Peyton suspended him, and he's got hamstring issues, his injuries. So I think it's – I don't think he's going to get traded. Uh, they have good players behind him, but, you know, good players don't mean Mike Thomas. He's – And they lost Emmanuel Sanders last week because he – COVID. Yeah. So if he were in a Big Ten, he'd be punished severely. until 2023. If, he, he was in and, if he's in the NFL, he can pass two tests, you're playing again. Yeah. All right, let's uh, first remember our attorney sponsor, Stan Willis, and the other fine attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling, located on Truman Boulevard, and their expertise extends, well, wherever you need it to. Wills estate planning, workers' compensation, personal injury, contracts, advisory capacity on things that, you know, may be an issue, may not be an issue, protect yourself in a contract, either by forming the contract in a partnership with someone else or having them look at it so that you don't enter into a partnership that's not fair to you. Willis Spangler Starling is our preferred attorney firm. Highest integrity, character, and expertise. They're online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Make sure you avail yourself of their free expertise via their blog at their website, willisattorneys.com. Can I ask a quick other sports question real quick? Why so, did Kevin Cash take Blake Snell out last yeah. night? Because he overmanaged. That's why. Jim Donovan. Uh, what What are you talking about? What? Who's that's Kevin? That's a little Snell? something called the World Series <laughs> last night. Oh, okay. L.A. Dodgers win. Congratulations. So um, now we can riot in L.A. and no COVID issues, just like with the Lakers. If you're an Ohio State slash Browns fan. Are you mad that Jim Donovan? You know Jim, don't you? The great Jim Donovan. Yes, He's a nice man. Very great, nice. Great man. guy. Super guy. His call in the Donovan Peoples-Jones catch. He got it! He got it! The rookie from Michigan got it. Are you upset that he didn't say, the rookie from the team up north got it? I'm not upset by that okay. in the least bit. I would be upset if he said it the way apparently some Ohio State fans want him to say it. Oh, Jimmy D's great. The thing about the Cleveland uh, market is that it's a small market. You cannot have two... More talented play-by-play -play guys and two better guys than Jim Donovan and Tom Hamilton on the Browns yeah, great and the guys. Indians. Um, and on the Cavs, let's see, is it still John Michael? I don't know John. I don't know. I don't know John. So Pete uh, Franklin? Is it Pete the, Franklin? It's not Pete Franklin. But is he back in the day is, with the Cavs, it was the late Fred McLeod, who was a wonderful, right. wonderful man. Well, he was on TV, Fred was. Fred was on TV. I worked with... Yes. In preseason for the Lions yes. for a year. Great guy, Fred McLeod. That's taken far too soon. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to vote early, either today or tomorrow. i got to get my address thing situated because I moved, as yep. you know. Yep. And I just wanted to – I don't have anything major today. I just thought – I heard this at dinner last night with my sister-in-law. 
And, you know, I know there's people that are concerned on both sides, right? That there's going to be stress if President Trump gets reelected or if uh, Vice President Biden gets elected. Mm -hmm. It's stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no mistake of where she stands and what her beliefs are. And she said, you know, no matter who gets elected president, they're just president and Jesus is king. And I thought, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And that's kind of where if I have any anxiety about leadership or anything like that or voting or who's running or who's not running or issues or policies, I exercise my civic duty, but it, Jesus is king. And that's what I hang my hat on. I concur. I have been moved a great deal recently by the um, future that I see in front of us, regardless of how the election ends. I think we're going to have a period. I don't know how long the period will extend of either um, civil unrest in celebration or civil unrest in protest. Mm-hmm. I see an unwillingness of our elected representatives on both sides of the aisle to work together and to respect the wisdom of our founders. It troubles me a great deal, but I too rest on the fact that God is in control. God does not allow any leader to be um, in charge of a country or a nation unless he has ordained it. That does not mean that the leader is a... Um, obedient follower of God, because many times they are not, but throughout the Bible in First and Second Chronicles, That's Judges, yeah. Daniel, God uh, uses uh, leaders who are not obedient to him, nevertheless, to accomplish his purpose. Mm-hmm. The sovereignty of God, his authority, is undisputed in my uh, truth worldview. Yeah. In- or in your truth, yeah. Which and so I um, am concerned for our country because I love our country. I love that my father gave uh, years of his life in service to our country, and many people still do that. Uh, I'm a patriot, but I'm a Christian first, mm-hmm. and the role that I have to further God's kingdom via the Great Commission will not change regardless of how the election turns out. I have to find a way to stand on truth, serve, and further the kingdom of God to the extent that I'm able through the gifts he's given me and the platform he's given me, regardless of how the election turns out. I'm trying to be not impacted by much of the angry discourse Um, that's directed at me when I voice biblical truth. It's not my truth. I hate that phrase. That's, thank you, biblical truth. Thank you. I I, I, I didn't mean that. That's not a shot at you. No, I needed needed that because I needed to rephrase that because I'm not comfortable with my truth either. That's that's not what I meant. There's only, no, and I I wasn't even cognizant that you said I'm saying no, I'm glad you said it because it gave me something to use now. There is truth. By definition, there can't be variations of it. (laughs) It's either true or it isn't. And a gentleman asked me a very good question yesterday on the show that I do on The Answer from 5 to 7. He said, what's your line in the sand? What's your thing you won't do? And I said, I won't couch biblical truth. I won't refuse to state biblical truth, even if it's not popular Good. Not whatever. And I have had a very frank conversation with a Democratic friend of mine um, regarding where I think I might be headed or where I think the country might be headed if things break a certain way. And to him, that was a crazy thought. He said, I hope you're not serious. I'm like, I'm totally serious. So, but God doesn't change. Mm -hmm. God's love for us doesn't change. His provision for us doesn't change. Yeah. His comfort to us doesn't change. And my, honestly, and I think I'm pretty typical of people who are believers. I think I'm typical of you. When I've grown the most, it's been when I've been under the most duress. 
mm-hmm. when I've been the most in need of staying in contact with him. And so it might be God's will for the church in our country to be entering a period of persecution. When you look around the world, the church grows most when it's persecuted. We don't handle comfort well in terms of furthering his kingdom. We rest, we relax, we coast. I do. So perhaps um, things will turn um, in a way that will force us to rely more on our faith. might not be the most pleasant thing for us to endure, but it might be the most... Um, the biggest growth opportunity for us and for the church. Um, Stephanie used to say, and it's a common phrase, uh, I didn't get what I wanted, I got what I needed. Very so, eloquent, very true. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's where we are. So enjoy your trip to uh, Cleveland, my friend. I, I like downtown Cleveland. I Yeah, Cleveland's... It was great. I got no complaints I, uh, with Cleveland. Cleveland was yeah. very good to me in my professional career. Cleveland has been extremely good to me at the Plain Dealer and at WKNR. I miss aspects of both of those jobs. Yep. Great, great place, great city, great people. I really like the people of Cleveland. What are you saying about working with me? You, well, you know, I just <laughs> said we grow through trials. <laughs> so your role in my life has a purpose. <laughs> Oh, I did miss you, man. It's good to have you back. Good to be here. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast today. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you again on Friday here on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. <laughs>